Blog Talk Radio. Strategies for Success, where every day I bring you a dynamic person for you to learn and meet and just hear the fabulous things they're doing. And today I have a fabulous guest. Her name is Rosalie Dong, and she is just a multipreneur of doing wonderful things. So let me just tell you a little bit about her. She immigrated to America from Vietnam at a young age, attended high school and college in the U.S., then went on to join corporate America. She got caught up in motherhood, the motherhood bug in 2004, so she retired to start her family. Dylan will be 16 this year. Kayla just turned 13. Practices her ballet five days a week and loves to sing. Married to Dennis, they are also bossed around by two rescued Maltese, Yorkie studs, Sushi and Tootsie. But it was challenging for Rosalie to be a full-time mom. She discovered and immediately fell in love with the direct sales industry. She was a top producer at all the companies she was with and earned many company incentives from them. As a president, she is having, living her dream, building a home-based business around what she loves, fashion. Like most working mothers, comfort, time, and ease have become the most important factors in pulling her wardrobe together on a daily basis. And this is how her company, RD Fashion Obsessions, was born in 2017, where Rosalie merged her many businesses under one brand to outfit you from the bling to face and fashion with the following offerings. Snap jewelry, which includes necklaces, bracelets, and other accessories with customized snap buttons. Sleevey Wonder, sleeves to extend spring, summer wardrobes, and hide underarm flaws. Senegens uh, makeup and skincare fe- featuring lip scents, the makeup that is smudge proof teen hours. Handmade cards and custom cards made by Rosalie since she wakes up every day at 2 a.m. Can you believe that? She is passionate about empowering <laughs> women by helping them to unleash their inner rocking diva. She knows that when you rock it on the outside, you'll rock it on the inside too. Her clients become raving fans, not because she serves them to the best of her ability, but also because she knows how much she cares. You can reach her at Rosalie at rdfashionsobsessions.com. Welcome, Rosalie, to the show. I'm so happy to have you as a guest today. Thank you so much, Robbie, for having me here. I'm, I'm very honored. And uh, to tell you the truth, this is my first talk radio interview. So I'm even more excited than the song that was just playing. Well, I'm so happy that you are a guest today. I wanted you to tell us a little about you. You know, where did you come from and how did you come to live in in sunny California. Well, I was um, I was born originally in Saigon, Vietnam, 
And um, my dad was a pharmacist, although he never really practiced it. It's in Vietnam, you can actually rent out uh, your diploma, your degree, so that someone else can run a pharmacy. Do you, can you believe that? Anyway, and um, my mom have always been an entrepreneur. She actually purchased a, um, a civil engineering company from the um, from the American business people that was in our country doing business while we had the Vietnam War. And but she always had some other side business, like we used to make paper. Um, and cut and sell papers uh, for business, you know, like uh, Xerox type paper, copy paper, to businesses uh-huh. around the world. We had a huge one in the basement of our, our house, too. So um, that was just unheard of back in Vietnam. So I guess I inherited that from my mom. Um, so when we lost our country to communism in back in 75, my family immigrated to America uh, through Salt Lake City, Utah, to be exact, uh, when I was just 14, I I even remember, you know, experiencing snow for the first time ever. Oh, my gosh. That that experience, though, was kind of bittersweet because although, you know, the fresh fallen snow is so pretty, and I've heard all about it before but never really seen it, but falling flat on my face as the snow turned into ice almost every day when I tried to run to catch my uh, school bus, to, to get a ride to school was absolutely no fun whatsoever. So um, so I spent, um, I had a lot of fun in my teenage year when I was in Utah where I attended Cottonwood High, go Colt. Um, but when my mom announced that we would be moving to Los Angeles so that my former brother-in-law could do his medical internship at USC Medical School, I was overjoyed knowing that snow was very rare in L.A., um, and that's how we we got here. Oh, wow. What did you do before doing the business that you do now? Um, well, once we arrived in Southern California, I went on to, um, to get a bachelor's degree in microbiology and molecular biology, and subsequently an executive MBA degree at UCLA as well. Um, so that's kind of, originally I thought I may, you know, get do a PhD, run my own laboratory doing uh, research. But the, during the time that I was um, doing some school work, you know, doing school when I was getting my degree, I work in the laboratory as well. And what I saw was that, you know, my the head of my lab rarely do any research. All he does all day was sit on at the desk to write grants to get money for the lab so that we can do the research. So it seems so boring to me. So I, luckily, I met my husband around um, the time the afterwards in, in back in 85, and he was in already in sales in the computer industry, and he said, why don't you – you know, you, you have such a right personality for sales. Why don't you get into sales? So he actually helped me put together my first ever, you know, resume, and we submitted to five different biotech companies, and I got five offers right off the bat. So I, I, went, I went to a company called Fisher Scientific and did um, a specialized biotech sales for them for about three years. And then I was asked by um, – 
a German company through the recommendations of one of my uh, one of my one of my client, a, a head of a lab at UCLA, um, that uh, to run there to open and run their North America division um, because they are based out of Germany. And, you know, growing the business in North America, that's me in Canada and the U.S., out of there would be impossible because we have, we actually have about 60% of the sales out of global sales. So um, I actually did that and grew the business from 50,000 to, uh, by the time I left, 12 years later, it's about 200 million in annual sales. So um, that was really fun and really good. And I travel a great deal for business, both within the U.S. and also in Europe, because we have we have a lot of subsidiaries in um, Europe and so on. And I go back to Germany almost every quarter for about two weeks. So with all that uh, being gone about 70% of the time in any given month, I was exposed to all kind of fashion trends you know, and so on. And I, uh, my love for fashion was born there. And, you know, the money was good because I was working so much. Um, so it was, you know, even though I was a little bit of a tomboy growing up, um, going through this and, and kind of seeing everything. I used to go to, to Milan to shop, to, to shop just because it was just a short flight from Dusseldorf, Germany. Um, so in also being in my position, I was, I was a little young when I when I became um, the directing, you know, manager for the subsidiary of North America, I've always wanted to look much more professional and therefore look, make myself look older because of my age. So creating the perfect business example uh, ensemble, you know, coordinating the right shoes and the right jewelry to make myself look better and look older um, just sort of became an exception. So in 2004, I decided to retire in order to start our family, and that's that's um, how I sort of um, get you know oh, that's you know get exposed to basically later on to do what I do now. What are some key components of, for your success? Um, hmm. Okay. Well, the the I would I would like to maybe call this section more my top my top do's and don'ts instead because you know some of some of the thing is a learned lesson of things that I I now know not to do so that's maybe that's easier um, so one of the thing you know it, it's funny because if you are a little bit more outgoing or you know you you represent yourself relatively well you get bombarded with offers from other direct sales companies that you network with and just even even regular job offers from companies as well. So I get a lot of that. But what I found, and I did try some of those as well, but what I found was unless I'm a raving fan of the product and service that I represent, I just could not, uh, you know, authentically share what I do and and so on and that, then it become like I'm a I'm a salesperson instead of just like a, a regular person sharing what I love anyway you know just like if you go to an, a, a great restaurant you just 
can't wait to tell everybody you know about about to go there because you want them to share that experience and that's that's what i that's what i'm passionate about and you know like i try to do i try to do a lot of different things in the past because people say well it's a lot of money and you know you can make a lot of stuff but then it's just like i don't i really didn't care about it so it's it it's just like you you won't be um successful anyway um and always be, I also think that you've got to be a, a billboard for your products. You know, even if you feel uncomfortable about it or whatever, you got to wear and, and somehow, whatever you do, you know, whether it's a product or when it's a service, maybe it's a little harder, but I do things that I can wear. So I always wear them every time I'm out and about. Um, the second thing I would say is I've always, try to be very honest, but in a kind way with clients about what do or don't look good on them. Um, actually, sometimes, sometimes my friends say I'm, I'm a little too honest, but, I, you know, I never see the point of just securing one sales now and then losing out on future sales. Because if my client don't look amazing um, in my products and therefore don't receive any compliment when they wear them, then it's unlikely they'll ever buy again from me or even have any referral from me in the future, you know? So um, that I think it's, it's um, important to, uh, to be, to be honest. Um, I also do host home parties in my business. So the third point is, you know, ever since from the beginning too, I really uh, try to rely on my own networking uh, efforts to find prospects and, and sales instead of relying on families and friends. This way I, I won't run out of leads when I run out of families and friends to ask to do parties with. Um, and I think that's actually the reason, that, and I've seen it personally in many of my downline, um, that's the reason many direct sales representatives quit within the first six months. They just run out of people to host parties with, you know, because they, they never quite learn how to ask a stranger um, to uh, to do to to do parties with or to buy or whatever the case may be, um, but I think that one of the key points for 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 me and I think it's it's a a point where I I seems to notice that many women business person tend to have and definitely not you, but some tend to be very uncomfortable with is networking. You know, networking is a muscle that just takes practice to get good at. And people, some, a lot of people don't love it. I, I don't know why. Um, but it's because it, it's not like you have to talk about your business the whole time. Just, just you know, just, just be, be normal, ask questions, listen a lot. And, you know, I'm not even talking about a formal networking event, business networking event, or anything like that. You can just network socially um, in settings like your church, the kids' school, grocery store line, even your own parties, you know, and so on. But, um, and what I also saw is that some people go and and they just tend to, to, I don't know, to socialize and not, doesn't seem to, they don't seem to have a goal that, so how would they know if the event was good for them or not, you know? And, and then many times they even quit way too early if they don't get a sale or two right away. Um, I, I think, you know, I always check if I, if there's, this is a formal business networking, if there's a possibility to check 
who would be there, I always look at that so that I can set my own goal before the event. Um, Sometimes it's just to better connect with the organizer of the event if you don't already know them well, or maybe a couple of very specific people who it's just maybe they seem interesting, or maybe you think that the two of you have some, some um, what do you call it, when you um, – when you, you guys compliment each other and so on in terms of your business, you know, some people, I see them all the time, you know, they, they count on how successful an event is by the number of business cards they hand out or collect. You know, that's not, that's, to me, that's yeah. not uh, the case. Yeah, right? And um, right, it is one of the keys. Yeah. And one of the key things that I see too, and I kept, whenever I see new uh, women, business women, um, owners who come into, uh, you know, a networking group that I've been with for a while, I see it. And I also try to give them some, some tips with regards to that, but probably the number one tip I have in terms of what, why I think I'm more successful than some in, in my business is that, you know, with, with any group you're trying to gain entry to, whether or not it's, it's a social group or a business group, if you, if you have a business that you want to spread and, and, and so on, even if, you have, even if you have to give it away, make sure that the influencer of the group is a client of yours. You know, give give it, barter it, whatever it is, you know, to make sure they sample it, they try it, they wear it. Um, or they use it or something, you know, so that because without, without that main person or it can be more than one influencer of a group, you can, you can look at a group and can tell who, who when they talk, people would listen to and get, get uh, connect with them and, you know, try to get that. Um, I also see many people, especially because I think they think networking event is like a one, one time thing, you know, it's, it's a consistent thing. You can't just show up one day and then don't come back for three months and, you know, whatever you have to show up every time. And therefore it's not like a one-off event. It's not, it's not like you're never going to see that person again because you will. So I always try to ask questions first, listen to the answers, Try to try to take um, advantage of um, making sure that I write some of those information down for the next time I meet them before I even start to share anything about my business, but only even after they ask. Sometimes some people, when they're new and they're nervous, they just kind of blurb out what they do to you and they don't even ask you what you do. I never stop them and say, oh, by the way, this is what I do. You know, it's okay. They'll, they'll come back later. Um, and so on. So I want to go into. I want to go into the next question. So so we get everything in. Okay. What sets you apart from others in the same industry? And then go into your business goals for 2020. After that, I think that I talked about it a, a bit already in that in that other one. Is that really, you know, take great care of your existing client and. Um, and and but also don't be shy about asking for referral either you know but i think one of the the things that they my clients always know is no matter how busy i am they know that when they ask me something or whatever i really care for them i i always take great care not 
not because too, because it's just good customer service to do it that way, but I just care for them as individuals. And I don't know that I'm that unique about it, but it's, it's just part of who I am. And I think um, that's important. I, I do have a good memory, but as I mentioned, I try to write down everything after I meet someone like the, you know, when I come home, I sit down on my computer and I keep track of things either in my, I used to have a CRM system. I don't have a customer um, relationship uh, automation system, but I don't have it anymore. So I just keep it in my phone contacts and sometimes even on a three by five cards, but it really helps when I meet them again to refer back to some of those because that really show how important they are to me. And I think that's, that's key, you know, in terms of, of, um, of why people want to do business with you because they know you, you love them, they know you care for them, and you only want the best for them. I'm, always, I'm also with um, potential clients, but also just my networking sisters. I'm very, very um, generous with my, um, with my um, suggestions for, for, for how they can take the, their business to the next level or improve their business in any way. Uh, it's not like I'm a coach or anything like that, although I could be. <laughs> but anyway, um, it's, it's just like if you see somebody does a commercial and it's, it just didn't quite hit the mark for you, and, and if I'm a potential client of theirs, I would give them my feedback right after so that they can improve it. You know, some people is afraid to hurt somebody's feeling if they give any comment or whatever, and I'm like, well, but you don't have to be mean when you give the comment, but they know you just want them to, if they just keep coming to the meeting or the event and never get any, um, any business, then that's no good for them either, you know? Um, some you of know, my business Rosalie, goals we're down to about seven, eight minutes left. So let's go into your business goals and what can the okay. uh, listening audience help you with and how can they reach you? Okay, perfect. Um, well, <laughs> 2020 is shaping up to be kind of a challenging year, but I would say, and it's even now more important than ever, um, I've always been a little... Uh, uh, uncomfortable with social media, um, but my goal this year is to post uh, twice a week um, on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Instagram, I'm still learning, but um, I'm hoping that way it will build, uh, help, help me learn that and also build more online relationship and, and even sustain some of my relationship with existing clients online because I won't be able to see them as much in person um, and so on. I would actually learn, love to learn and do more speaking from the stage. Um, I think it's super fun, but it's also would be very helpful for my business as well. Um, I would say, what can your audience do to help me reach some of these goals? If you're, if you're in Southern California and you're, interested in taking a closer look at the fun products that I offer. I have a, a beautiful showroom in um, Southern California in Ladera Ranch that's open seven days a week. You can, or you can visit my website at rdfashionobsessions.com. Um, if you ever want to share some of these with your family, family and friends, do a pop-up boutique with me at your home or even my showroom and uh, earn some free products. Um, and if you're an already a client, you know, share why you love 
a product or why you love me or whatever with your tribe on social media um, or a personal introduction with someone who maybe give you a compliment or express an interest in something you're wearing. That would be super awesome. Um, I have a sign up for our, we're going to start a, a news, a monthly newsletter on my, on my website. You can, you can sign up for that on my website and please like and share my Facebook page that, which is uh, facebook.com at RD fashion obsessions. Um, what advice do you have for other entrepreneurs? Um, I would say focus on problem solving for your client instead of trying to just sell them. I mean, you hear that all the time, but, you know, the key thing I do is I try to come up with questions ahead of time. I write these down. I, you know, I have some key ones that when I meet somebody new or even existing people, um, I have certain questions that will help me uncover what my potential clients may want to solve and then share exactly how my products will help them resolve that. Um, You know, my model, as you mentioned, share what you love and you'll never have to sell a day in your life. Because every time I talk to an entrepreneur, the number one thing that they don't like is to sell it. They love to make the stuff. They love to do the stuff. They just don't want to sell it because they feel cheesy doing it. And it's, but it's because they, they're, they're not sharing instead of don't, you know, don't think about that as selling, sharing. Um, I would also say, you know, especially with my business now, if your business is a little bit different, maybe in financial or something like that, that may be different. But in, in our industry of fashion and beauty and, you know, accessories and stuff like that, even if you need the sales for rent money and that you'll be in the street the next month if you don't make the sales, you need to keep things light and fun. Um, because and never come across desperate, you know, some, some, some people I've, I've known just, just, you, the, the, you know what it is, you know, nobody wants to, to feel the pressure to buy and, and um, they, they want to have fun. They want to, if you're going to do a parties with that, with them, they want their friends to have fun with you. They don't want to be feel pressure to do anything. And um, my last tip would say, and to quote one of my favorite, favorite leader, Robbie Motter, um, always show up. Fit. You know, I, I would like you to tell us a little bit. We still have uh, three minutes. Tell us a little bit about the products okay. that you offer. So um, with the Snap Jewelry, um, one of my favorite products for, for women entrepreneurs and actually for a lot of professions is my um, interchangeable, adjustable lanyard. And it's a lanyard that you can actually remove the lanyard part, so you can actually wear it as a regular necklace as well. You can adjust the length of the 30-inch chain. And the middle of the lanyard is a beautiful pendant um, You that's all bling out. There's some, some style that's not as blingy. But you um, can change the, the inside, the little uh, button in the middle of it. That can be a beautiful, it can be your business logo that I can custom make for you. It can be, uh, a be- you know, a picture of your loved one. It can be a, a color that coordinates with your clothing for the day. 
Um, it can be, uh, you know, uh, uh, some kind of theme, like maybe you're going to a July 4th party, so you'll have an American flag in there. It can be many different things. There's a lot of different samples and, and products on my website for that. So I love that. We also have them for bracelets, um, regular necklaces, rings, and earrings as well. The Sleevey Wonders, I found this, I stumbled upon it about five years or so ago, and I just absolutely love it. Um, not only do they, you know, for some for some women who may not love the way their upper arms look, these come in different sleeve style and sleeve length, and they literally are just very sheer, um, almost like bra extension. They're not a bra, but you put them over your bra, and they have they it's very short, you know, just like it's almost like you you put on a a, a bra, but they have sleeve on them. So you basically can make any of your um, sleeveless top or dresses to to have sleeves, and they can coordinate with it or pop them out. Um, I use them to um, to change the look of my summer fashion, so I can wear them way into the fall winter. So it's super uh, Rosalie, cool. We're, and, we're down to about 50, 50 seconds. So just tell them one more time okay. how they can get a hold of you because the show is almost over. It's been wonderful. Okay, great. Tell them how to reach you again. Thank you. So my website where you can get all my information, my email, as well as my phone number is rdfashionobsessions, with an S at the end, dot com. My phone number, in case you want to write that down, is 661-910-0859. And it's been an honor, and it's been so fun. And I thank you so much, Robbie, for having me on your show. Well, you are a fabulous guest. I was happy, happy to do, and you did a fabulous job for your first time. It, and we, <laughs> and I learned so a lot about you. I never knew that you had, um, were into the technical part of the world. So it's always nice to hear know, more right? things. But yeah, thank so you. We'll Twenty years get ready of doing. To sign off until tomorrow. Alrighty. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Oh, I-